Cops like to stop me I think they know I'm from the other side Fuck them never And that was Luke Schmaltz doing uh, Under the Seat. That's going to be our lead-in music. From uh, King Rat. From King Rat. King Rat doing Under the uh, Seat. Now it's just Luke Schmaltz, though. Okay. Anywho, welcome to the uh, the first edition of the Modern Drunkard uh, audio blog, or what do they call these now? Podcast. Podcast. Uh, live, uh, recorded live from Cherry Sound Studio in Think the them, heart of Denver, Colorado. Yeah, and we give them uh, much thanks for uh, letting us uh, come in here and, and drink and record this. And drink. And drink. And drink. Yes. Okay, today, so we're going to have, uh, we're going to cover uh, different aspects. We're going to do the, uh, some booze news. We're going to have a special guest, Shorts McGraw, one of our Druckers of the Month. And Notorious. Man about town. Notorious. Notorious man about town. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And we're trying to give a little uh, drinking knowledge as we go along as well. We'll see how that works out. We didn't really prepare for this. We have no laptops or any sort of technical devices just besides the, uh, the microphone. And the absinthe. And we have, uh, yeah, yeah, this is sponsored by uh, Absinthe Original, high Thujone stuff. Not your uh, your fake American stuff or the EU 10 milligrams. Yeah, not the Absinthe, which, yeah. which is a crying, it's, an crimin- it's a criminal shame, I think. It is. They, they try and pass this stuff off as real Absinthe. I've actually had friends not. walk up to me and go, I've got a bottle of Absinthe. I'm like, no, you don't. You've got yeah. licorice-flavored alcohol. No, I, and I, <laughs> I had friends who, you know, drink the American stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, man, I am tripping. And you're not. You're just really drunk because there's no Thujon in that stuff. But it still is uh, 160 proof. No, no, it's uh, no question about that. And I'm certainly not putting down just the simple liquor effect. But uh, the stuff we're drinking has uh, 200 milligrams. It's uh, Absinthe King of Spirits gold. And it's the really high power Thujon stuff. So. And it tastes like licorice. So if you don't like licorice, too bad. Yeah, and I was one of those kids uh, who definitely preferred the, the red vines as opposed to the black. Oh, I was always the black jelly beans were my favorite. I hated those. Kid, so. Despised them. But, you know, absinthe. And, you know, one of my first drinks I ever had was Uzo. Really? And I really liked it. Um, a friend of mine bought it back from Greece in junior high. And we, we all did shots. And Yeah, I don't mind it as a shot. But I'm not really a big Anisette guy. Although after, like, you know, three absinths, I'm totally into it. Yeah. Yeah, it gets better. Well, better. you're really drunk at that point, too. Right. So that helps. Okay, let's go to our, uh, our booze news uh, segment. Uh, I believe you researched this previously. Sure. Give us some news, Nick. By the <laughs> way, Nick is uh, Nick is uh, currently the, the Modern Drunkard's uh, poetry editor and uh, sometimes travel writer. Yes. Um, basically, uh, I was noticing one thing that I found fascinating is that a couple years after discovering an entire nebula made of alcohol, NASA is developing a warp engine. So, Are you somehow working this in with the idea that you're a travel writer? Yes, because I'm planning to go to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, once they develop that that intergalactic spaceship, I uh-huh. plan to be on it to go to. You know, I think they'll have uh, maybe tourist trips to the Booz Nebula, uh, maybe space booze. Are you are you are you uh, uh, saying that there's not enough uh, booze on this planet for you? Yes, yes, hmm. I am. Because that's been at a liquor store, and it seems like it's pretty well stocked. Well, you know, I want I want some of that tasty, tasty space booze. Ah, uh, yeah. I wonder how long that's going to be. Nebula booze. So, I mean, it, 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 all it is is like 100 percent alcohol, right? Yeah, pretty much. You know. Hmm. No. They'll set up a uh, maybe a scoop how does on that the a, But how does that occur? What cosmic reaction could have created all that alcohol? Well, I'm not a booze physicist, so although you pretend to be on television, yes, I do. Sometimes I I, I act as a booze physicist, <laughs> and I discuss the chemical reactions involving alcohol. But uh, no, I, I don't know exactly how it got formed. 
Okay. Well, I'm sure uh, a couple centuries from now they'll figure that out. Well, you know, and it could be a great tourist industry. Mm-hmm. I think NASA will actually start making money if they built that and they could start going to the Booz Nebula. Yeah, I think they're working on Mars now. Yeah. That's a pretty dry planet, I think. Yeah, Mars is a dry planet. Yeah. It's like Utah. <laughs> it looks like Utah, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Speaking well. of dry planets, I think it's interesting that uh, slowly but surely all the dry counties in the country are going away and turning into wet counties. It's completely true. I mean, uh, the alcohol traditionally has always had uh, two enemies. It's always been the religious right, the control of the religious right over the, mostly the Bible Belt uh, counties and towns, and they're slowly uh, rescinding all those old prohibition laws. And but, the other one is, and the other, is and the other mommy side. state. Mommy right. State. The, uh, the, on the left, we have the, the nanny state, uh, who are actually gaining strength and, and, and uh, making a lot of inroads now, which is, which is sad because it's, you know, it's just when you think we're starting to make some ground in one direction, the, the left attacks from, uh, from the left. Like what's going on or what just happened in New York, but that was shot down. Yeah, yeah, the governor was actually smart enough. Uh, does he have a, is he going to run again? Is that what uh, is he looking for? Cuomo? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, how'd you pronounce it? Cuomo? 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 I'm sure New York doesn't know how to pronounce it. Yes. Yeah, anyway, apparently he did. Apparently there was some uh, radical element in, in uh, the state government that wanted to increase the taxes on uh, alcohol across the board, uh, limit the hours bars could be open, and make it very difficult for any new bars to open. So in other words, it's just totally prohibitionist policy. But apparently uh, the governor shot it down because this is not a time to be raising taxes. Well, the same thing happened in Manhattan and Bloomberg shot it down. Is that correct? I think so. I think uh, although Which is surprising from Bloomberg considering he's, he's, he's pretty nanny state. He's uh, a nanny with, queen. With, uh, I think you can get a bigger fine for uh, having a large soda, selling a large soda than for selling a bag of weed in New York right now. Yeah, it's so. all kind of twisted up <clears throat> out there, isn't it? Okay, what else we got for their news? Well, there's, there have been uh, a lot of uh, recent sci- uh, scientific study on rats. Um, that talks about don't don't bring that up. You don't. Want I told it? you that's bullshit. Yeah, but I'm going to bring it up. No, you're not. I'm no, you're not. No, 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 I'm not going to let this. Uh, well, call it bullshit. Okay, but, no, I'm but, calling you. I'm telling you it's bullshit because I've read stu- you know ten studies that say exactly. Well, opposite. well, what what the study says is that uh, in rats, um, alcohol excessive alcohol use causes uh, death of brain cells. If so, I like the Cliff Clavin model, model that it just gets rid of the weak and. Uh, Slow-moving brain cells and keeps the strong ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're that's, right. That's defeatist doc. No, no, there, 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 there was like a, there was a studies. huge Australian study that uh, that proved that uh, that was that was totally false. It, it, alcohol is, does not kill brain cells at all. If you were like a chronic user over uh, years and you don't take any vitamins, you don't eat properly, your brain might shrink a bit. But that is the key, definitely, of eating properly while you drink. Exercise. I know, well, you know, it's there's a healthy way to drink. That's one of those weird things. It's like you see these winos on the streets, and then, you know some of them seem in pretty rough shape. Great tans, but you know in pretty rough rough shape. And everything. Oh my god! It's, it's yes. the booze doing this to them, you know, bringing them so low. But it's not true. It's it's these guys don't eat properly, and they don't take their vitamins, and they're just you know they're sleeping in the rough, so they look kind of rough. I mean, it's it's uh, the booze is actually probably uh, keeping them alive. Well, and then there's a the guy who uh, goes up and down Colfax doing push-ups for money. That guy's in pretty darn good shape. Really? Yes. Is he an alcoholic? Uh, he's usually drunk while he's doing oh, it. Oh, good. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's a good system. Yeah. More wine should do that. Yeah, push-ups for, for change. How many, how many push-ups does he do? Uh, it depends on how much money you give him. How many have you seen him do? 20. That's, I can do 20. With a now. backpack on. I can do 50. Yeah, but you, you aren't homeless. 
You got time I, to work I have, out. I have been homeless. <laughs> Actually, when I was a homeless in L.A., I remember doing a lot of push-ups in the park. And there you go. You know, was that to, uh, you know, show off for the ladies? No, or? I was uh, I was living in my Pinto, and I was trying to do the big, you know, this was when I was like, you know, 23 or so, and I was just doing the Bukowski thing. And I thought it was kind of a romantic idea. It helped, helped my writing. So I was uh, living my Pinto. Push-ups or living and in a Pinto? And a Pinto is a very difficult car to live in, I'll tell you that right now. It's not comfortable. Because I had the molded seats in the back. In the bucket seats in the front, so there was no place to lay down in it. So that's why I had to sleep in the park. See, that's why I preferred my Impala. I had a 72 yeah, Impala. I, yeah, and that oh, was, been, oh, that was awesome. That would be like an RV for me. Yeah, I lived out of that in Chicago for a while, and it was, it was, yeah, it was useful. Okay, moving on. Uh, I think that was our booze news. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think yeah, we covered it. That was newsy. Uh, that was newsy. Yeah. Something that's, uh, it's, it's really poignant right now because uh, a lot of things have been happening in, uh, in Denver. But I think this uh, the subject reflects across the, the, the nation is... Uh, Death of the dive bar. Yeah, this sort of a dive bar extinction going on. Uh, but, you know, I was thinking about this uh, today and I was like, okay, all these dive bars are disappearing. You know, recently at the Lancer Lounge in Denver... I, in my opinion, was was the greatest dive bar in Denver. Best, well, it had the strongest pour, that's for sure. Best pour, I would say, west of Mississippi, definitely, perhaps even the entire nation. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, when, when it spawns its own term, getting lancered. Yeah. And I have many cuts, bruises, nicks, scars from walking home from the lancer. But each of those was a valuable experience. Oh, yes, uh, if I could remember what they were. But there was a lesson down, to be learned there, but you're saying, subconscious, saying you're subconsciously, I remain, which is of probably course. not to drink five Lancer cocktails on an empty stomach. That might be a lesson that I learned. Yeah, but you know, I think in the end it made you stronger, made you a better person. You seem like a better person because of it. Well, yeah. Why, thank you, Frank. Because you weren't a very good person before. That <laughs> was a horrible person. It's because I wasn't drinking, and it makes me violently angry when I don't drink. I so, know, um, I know. I've, I've... Try to stay killing spree and all. Let's not mention that. Yeah, so, so, so anyway, this is going on, you know, I, I think in, in anybody in any sort of, uh, maybe in small towns, this is going on. All, all the dive bars are disappearing. Uh, well, how, how do we define a dive bar? Though? That's that's a pretty important question, I think. That's true. I mean, uh, I mean, and that is a question we've addressed in the magazine uh, many times. But uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying that if you can't smell the bathroom when you're walking the door, it's not a dive bar. <laughs> you know, uh, I disagree. And I, I, I hate these new bars that claim that you know that they're a dive bar which you can't be it has to be worn it has to have regulars who've been there so for 20 yeah years. the ones that open up and i mean unless they're unless they're bar. they're opening up and they're pissing on the walls while they're building the place i don't think it's a dive bar hmm i think it's not necessary but i think it's inevitable hmm it's inevitable that 20 years of not changing the drywall or fixing yeah. the bathroom right it's just gonna smell like urine when you walk in the door. I think, you know what? I don't and think the minty, it, minty I, I think it's cakes. I think it's uh, being an older bar actually, you know, definitely adds to its dive barness. I mean, it's it's diviness. I mean, because you, you want to walk in there and feel that history. But I, I have seen bars that, you know, that uh, usually it's bars that were dive bars that have been reopened, they've been cleaned up a bit, uh, but they immediately, you know, within weeks fell right back into the old system. Well, that's because of the regulars. I right. mean, I mean, one, one part but of the dive bars, there has to be the the you know, drunken 70-year-olds yeah, you gotta have the old, sitting you gotta in the corner muttering. Old people you know? element. Yeah, and the dive bar should open in the daytime. Oh, yeah. Another element of a dive bar I think is very important is it's got to be uh, it's got to be dark in there. It's got to be dim. I mean, if you can look at your yeah, wrist bright, and see bright... your watch, it's time to go because you're not in a dive bar. <laughs> well, why don't you mute that, Frank? I think... <laughs> yeah, it seems too hard. <laughs> Smacks of effort, is that what you're saying? Yeah. How long has this thing been long? <laughs> a long message. 
Um, and you can have like a, a, a well-kept dive bar. Strong drinks, cheap drinks. Strong Those and cheap, absolutely. That is absolutely essential. I mean, if they're doing the uh, the crappy pour and stuff, although I've seen crap pours and dive bars, but generally you want to, they appreciate the fact that you're well, there yeah. to get drunk. Well, you know, when I when I go into a, uh, a dive bar, I know it's definitely a dive bar when I tip a dollar on the drink and the bartender gets tears in their eyes or calls me honey after that. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's very important because. <laughs> it's it's rough being a bartender at a dive bar quite often yeah. because people are coming in there with change, right? Um, trying to sell you a radio that they stole out of a car for a couple of drinks, you know, whatever. Right, so, right. You know, it, obviously, then it means it can't be in a classy part of town. Right. Uh, it needs, you know, quite often if it's near a bus station, that's a good sign. Right. Uh, you said it needs that we need the older element. Got yeah, the, yeah, the old guys definitely. in the daytime. Yeah, it's definitely. Be the old time. Old regulars got to yes. be in there. I say Which we will be at someday. Yeah. So yeah. Cheers to that. Little... That'll be a, that'll be a hell of a time. We sit there and just you know, tell old stories and stuff. It'll be awesome. And it's got to be. Uh, I, I say it's got to be dim. I've seen dive bars, actual real dive bars that are overlit, but uh, generally speaking, it should be nice and dim in there. Yeah. I mean, a place you you're escaping the world. You're not there to uh, you know to uh, remain part of it. You go in there. Like the uh, double down in Vegas, where you never know what time it is. Exactly. Um, because it's pitch oh, black. Yeah, that is a I've, really I've, good. I've example. gotten off the stage there and, and walked outside at, and at 7 o'clock in the morning. I had no idea that we'd been playing that late. I think that was the first drunker convention mm. where I walked outside for a breath of fresh air and it was it was bright sunlight and 105 degrees out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you just, but that's Vegas. I mean, you can drink 24 hour drinking. Yeah. One of the most brilliant ideas of all time. Yeah, that in New Orleans. And is, yeah. there any, is there any other place? I mean, I, I hear it in New York, but no, it's I not, think, it's I not think over 24 they, hours. They have like two hours where they can't drink. Yeah. Which and it's is the re- same in Chicago. I mean, which you, is ridiculous. I mean, you, I've, I've always had this. I mean, you're an adult 24 hours a day, there's no time when you stop being an adult. So why shouldn't you be able to have, have adult rights? 24 hours a day. I should be able to gamble. I should be able to to buy mushrooms, and I should be able to drink 24 hours. Oh, you're hours on this day. mushroom kick this week. You know, I think it's you, uh, you're jonesing for some no, mushrooms there, Frankie. I was just doing a little research on the on this pot thing, and then I, I realized I, I saw that they they were selling magic mushrooms in Amsterdam, and I was like, what the hell? That's pretty incredible. Cause that's a hallucinogenic. Yeah, I'm I'm aware. Why didn't they? Uh, okay. Yes. Why didn't they legalize like, LSD as well then in Amsterdam? Uh, that's a good question. It's, it can be a lot stronger. Well, I guess, and I guess it's also it's also you know chemically made rather than naturally grown. Mm. That might be it. Yeah, those Europeans are really into that uh, organic stuff. Yes. Okay, back. Uh, the, have we finished up on the dive? No, or were we, still we, a couple we, more we're trying to define it, but but now we, we, let's talk about the actual uh, extinction. I mean, uh, I mean, I think <laughs> in almost every country, uh, not every country, every. Uh, uh, the absinthe is starting to kick in. Every, uh, <laughs> every, every, every city in America, I think, uh, I mean, <coughs> the dive bars are disappearing. But then I was thinking about this today, and I was like, maybe it's because we don't, uh, I mean, there's always a natural progression. You know, bars that are kind of normal now become dive bars by an agent. All these, all these classic dive bars in Denver started out as, when they first started to open up in, like, in the 50s and 60s, they're probably considered, like, you know, swanky kind of swinging places where it was, like, you know, it was not considered a dive bar. It was... They were like, you know, happening joints in town. Then slowly over like the... Like Knob Hill Inn kind of strikes me right. that kind of place, yeah. And then over the decades, they slowly just, you know, slid down in the dive bar status. A natural progression. As opposed to now where these hipster owners try to open a bar and, you know, hey, it's a dive bar. 
Yeah, like I just, uh, I just the, like this... the, the bar in Vegas called Dive Bar. Yeah, which is it's not. It, it's an okay bar, but well, it's not. You know, it's it, not if they bar. if they reopen an old dive bar uh, with a little bit of change of uh, scenery, that's one thing. But if they open like a you know a seed store and turn it into a bar. And uh, you know, do the all the all the old acronyms like you know some old uh, PBR science and stuff, and say, "Hey, it's a dive bar." I'm not sure if that works or not. I mean, is it is a faux, bar, a faux dive or is it? I think it's a faux dive at that point, you know, hmm. because they're they're trying to do dive. What if they do everything chic, right? What if yeah. they do like you know the lighting right? Perhaps they even uh, you know spill urine on the floor in the bathroom well, so yeah. you have your urine thing going on. Yes, well, you know, yeah, I need my urine thing apparently. Yeah. But, but what if they do everything right? Is in your mind, it's still not a dive bar because it doesn't have the you know the, the history behind it. Well, it, and it doesn't have. I mean, what are they going to bus in old men to drink in the corner? I mean, well, maybe they'll maybe they, maybe they'll put some flyers out and the old men will start showing up. What was our old men looking start? for old drunks? Yeah, that... <laughs> I'm surprised this doesn't happen in New York. We need some old uh, regulars to uh, hang out at the bar and give it an authentic feel. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like an L.A. They thing. They can even hire some old, uh, some old actors to... to Sounds like an L.A. thing to me. So. That seems more New York to me. But, uh, yeah, per, you know, I think maybe it might be part of the, you know, the cycle of gentrification, where it's always the, it, the neighborhood's nice now, but in, say, 30 years, it's not going to be in another area in town. It's going to be a nice neighborhood. Right. That happens all the time. I mean, the big, the big houses. I mean, some of these condo developments they're building look to me like the slums of, of the future. Oh, but, but, but look at all these new condos. They're all made out of that, uh, that fiber board stuff. Yeah, it, it's going to be in, like, be in like 20 years, the pipes, yeah. the, the crappy piping that they put in yeah. and, the, I mean, and yeah. the shoddy materials. If they're making they're, these out of marble and brick, you, they, they might you know remain a fancy neighborhood. But. For like 40 years. Yeah. No, the, all these new houses are made to be tore down in 40 years. Yeah. They don't, they don't make them like they used to. Ah, Shorts McGraw. Okay, that's our guest. Uh, Take a little break here. Okay. Okay, we have been joined by our, our uh, special guest for the uh, the episode. Shorts McGraw, Drunk Card of the Month. Do you and remember man which... Man uh, About Town. Which, uh, you remember which issue it was that you were... Uh, it was 2003... Um, old school. Old school. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Forgotten... No, what was the uh, issue? Well, that, that's when we used to be used months as opposed to numbers. Well, no, but it was something. There was a fruity chick on the front. That's like that's like <laughs> that's like ninety percent of our issues. <laughs> yeah, I know, but no, no, no. That was two thousand three. It was a November December issue. So it was nine years ago. It must have a been lot a of minute. whiskey under the bridge. There's been a while of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> you look great. You look as, uh, as healthy as you uh, did back then. I feel about as good as I will. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing all right. And you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, you were a bit of a, a wild man back then, and I understand you still are. I mean, uh, you were uh, you were 86 from all the, all the key bars uh, in town uh, back at that time. No, Not out of outrageous behavior, just because you were no, uh, rambunctious. No, I, I, I think it was more of a something more of the lines of, they couldn't class. hang with the. They wanted to try, but they just didn't understand. Yeah, I understand the power how, of shorts. No, no, it's just drinking at full capacity. Right, and like here we come, here we are, and they say, "Oh, I didn't expect this," but yeah, you didn't ex- exactly want me at your Thanksgiving dinner either. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted. To, like, Don't invite me. Why are you a bartender? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you working in a bar if you don't want shorts from McGraw? If you can't deal with it, I can't. 
I don't know how to pay. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the bouncers didn't understand your your natural level of I do uh, have a bouncer bruise, too. It's kind really? Of what, what, what is this from? A bouncer bruise? No, I mean, recent. is this a recent one? You see, it's oh, always yeah, a thumbprint. It's always a thumbprint. <laughs> That's when they grab you. It's a thumbprint on the bicep, and you know. Where'd this happen? Damn it, the park tavern. What were you doing yeah. at the park tavern? I was looking for an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're currently advertisers. So let's oh, okay, sir. <laughs> no, but they're good. They're good. I love that dump. <laughs> Don't forget, folks. Hard well, to spell do, backwards do a... is crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have a great uh, early morning happy hour. Yeah, uh, dude. Seven... Dollar brunch, that's 7 o'clock. Yeah, like, no, that's Dollar biscuits good. and gravy and that kind of stuff. I think nice. they still have that. Nice. No, yeah. we've been there before. Oh, of course. No, we've, uh, we've. I think we've been there. After drinking all night, it's a great place to go. It is. I waited at 7-Eleven for a pack of cigarettes, and then I was like, Jesus, I was at the kitchen all night that greasy spoon and i was waiting for that damn bar to open but it took him till eight but you know who does what? open up at seven in the morning bar bar well not i'm not allowed in there <laughs> <laughs> but what happened the hangar is open at seven. Oh yeah now the hangar is one of those uh, i forgot great classes. i stopped in there earlier and i said oh yeah i'm gonna hang out with my homies and we're gonna do our thing and anyway but i love the hangar and hangar's awesome no it's a good dump it is it's a, it's a great it's a great old i hangar. like the daytime drinking yeah it's yeah we a were good talking daytime about yeah we're discussing that yeah i mean daytime it's a great time to drink because some people like to get loud at night well they have those jobs they're not such. willie nelson they're not my friend <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of people telling me how to shoot pool. I can't tolerate that. <laughs> How's your game? Mm. Yeah. You know what? So I, I've I, never been a good pool shooter. Uh, well, yeah, me neither. Yeah. And darts. I, I can do darts, but yeah. Really? Pool. Darts is yeah. just as compatible, I'd say. It's, uh, well, it's hard you know, to do. I like, I like throwing pointy objects. Well, yeah, but I got a pool cue. I well, think yeah, it's that funny. Works, like yeah. I used to go to this one bar, and they used to take my skateboard away because they said it was a weapon. They'd hand me a bar stool and a pint glass and a pool cue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> we got something to deal with now. <laughs> like, why is my skateboard? It ain't gonna shit on the floor, you know. <laughs> so, shorts. I heard a story about you that I, I want some confirmation about. I'd was, like uh, to hear that. Uh, Streets of London. No. Oh. Uh, falling asleep underneath a pool table. Is no. this a true story? I've heard false. That story. I've heard that's false. A false story. No, I, I, there's a lot of stories about yeah, it. It happened in the Brown Hotel in Breckenridge, Colorado. I did fall asleep underneath the pool table, and I did plan it because I figured, well, all so you of a sudden, asleep. Well, no, I wanted to raid the bar. Yeah. <laughs> they. I woke up to a vacuum. A Kirby hit me in the goddamn... <coughs> and I was like, oh, no. And they go, who's under there? <laughs> and it was the weirdest thing because they, they didn't 86 me, of course, but they kicked me out for five months. A five months? 86? Five months. Yeah, what's the, what, what's the math there? I don't know, but I did my five months. So it's, uh, <laughs> I went it's back. 150 days. Divided into 86. 
I mean, maybe it's a seasonal thing. It's a ski area. You know? Oh, okay. That's probably it. <laughs> so you're kicked out that, that's the dirt, for the whole ski season? Yeah, that's length of the season. So I don't sleep with any of the tourists? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't want that to happen. I tell you. No, there's another rumor, uh, another story about you, uh, Streets of London. But I, I actually confirmed this because I, uh, I used to work, I used to bounce there back then. And you were, you were uh, 86 three times one night. You, you kept, were with me. I know. You, <laughs> I wasn't working that night, but you because you kept sneaking over the rail. <laughs> but I was, yeah. That's when I was limber. Now I'm getting yeah. old. Yeah, I've seen you thrown uh, out of the lines there. Get physically thrown out of lines there. Stand up, turn around, and go right back in and get physically thrown out again. I got you a just key dust to this yourself joint. Off. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'll wait for them all to shut down. That's your clubhouse, man. <laughs> it used to be. Are you, are you still 86 in the lion's lair? No. Okay, yeah. I'm good more of an ambassador. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right on. It is one of my favorite places to drink. Oh, it is. Lion's lair is, is one of those it's very surviving classic dive bars. The little kid's lion suit? Oh, costume. yeah. Yeah. I got, found, I got some of that. Where you found the little kid's lion's costume and put it on as a, walked around as an advertiser? Yeah, but I put... <laughs> Two dollar PBRs at the Lions Lair, dude. It's like a sandwich back. board or something like that. No, no, no. It's a full on lion suit. But did you have like a sandwich board? How well, would you, you know when like kids lair? when they're young and they? Oh, have because the, it's your it's a lion suit. Do you have like uh, written across it like? Uh, no, it's or, on the back. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the tails. It's a little kid's outfit. Right. Like a costume, and they have the button you fit snaps like a... <laughs> for the legs, so you can change a diaper. But I just. Fit how into it, dislocated my shoulder, <laughs> put it on, and I went in, and I was like, oh, <laughs> and sure enough, they said, yeah, we're going to write $2 beers, so they sent me down to the satire to see what those guys had on their minds, so I'm wearing a lion outfit. <laughs> I said, I need change for the bar, <laughs> and they said, no advertising in this dump. <laughs> I said, God damn it, Pete. <laughs> so we had to roll out, but I mean, that was fun. Pay for that. So what makes it, what do you think makes a good bartender, Shorts? Um, a good pour, an honest smile, and a definitely... Uh, Not 86 in you, or? No, <laughs> understanding your alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it must be perfect, because... Some people are like, dude, you must be insane. And I go, no, this is just how I woke up. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. I just started. <laughs> you know, you got to get in. You're a lifestyle drinker. I do lifestyle. like to gallivant. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like a man about town. Walks <laughs> around. I'm like, oh, yeah, baby, you know, something's got to go on, but it ain't with you, so I'll see you later. <laughs> That'll make sense, right? Yeah. But chin chin. Chin chin. And this is why, and this is how. Damn straight. I like how the microphone picks up every little ice shape that's going to. <laughs> this yeah, wormwood's getting to me. No one loves a goddamn Henri drunk, but everyone loves Waylon Jennings. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wrote some of the greatest uh, drinking songs of all time. Why don't we write a country song? You know, it? I think you're onto something. I mean, I wrote one called Please Don't Knock Me Off This Barstool. 
Yeah. Hey, that's not bad. Well, no, you weren't trying to get here. kicked out of your band, were you? <laughs> <laughs> that barstool messiah. There you go. But, Don't right. kick me off my barstool <laughs> messiah. <laughs> I love the messiah, but damn. <laughs> Earlier, shorts, we were talking about the uh, the dive bar extinction, and uh, we were saying Denver, but also I'm sure it's happened all, all over across the country. It, the Lancer Lounge went down. Now it's going to be unfortunately. Uh, now it's going to be called what? Vesper. Vesper. Vesper Lounge. Vesper oh, I thought it was a Vespa, like Vesper. a fucking go kart no, for hipsters. Isn't so it a drink, James it's Bond? It's going to be a high end. It's going to be a high end. Casino Royale or something. In Twelve dollar drinks, whatever the fuck. Really? Well, well who knows? So another, we another, another dive I mean, bar. Yeah, exactly. We, I will we, give we, them a dive a, bar. We should turns. not judge it before. I will give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll come in and at least once. Really, must you give them the benefit? I, I insist. And no, I really let him roll. Let him roll. Let him roll. I'll go in and I'll have one drink and then I'll go in and I'll piss on the bathroom wall to make sure it smells like a dive bar. Is that what you do? Yes. I think it's I bad. am the wall I pisser. I don't pee on the wall. I am the wall uh, pisser. I usually pee on the uh, the waitress or I sleep with them. <laughs> Nick, I don't know. <laughs> Nick earlier said that. You gotta uh, sleep with the help to find out the real dirt. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Anywho, Nick was earlier earlier was saying that a dive bar cannot be a dive bar unless it smells like urine when you first walk in the door. Do you think that's true? I don't think that's true at all. No. No, I've been to, you know, buy dive bars where actually it smells like What is the double down? Still beer and What is the double down? What is the double down? Urine. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, it's a stinky ass bar. So should I buy a cat that can't control itself? Or a meth lab. No. Wait, you, what? Cat <laughs> yeah, piss. Yeah, that. <laughs> fucking meth lab. Smell the same. Cat lab and meth lab. How many meth labs have you been in? I don't know, but I heard it smells like cat piss, and I've lived with a few cats. <laughs> and that's all I got to say, but I don't know. If you don't want the, the smell of confusion, of lost love, and broken hearts... You ought to cover it up. Yeah, but you know, cigarette smoke. Back, yeah, exactly. Back when smoking was legal in Colorado, exactly. you'd walk into the bar and it smelled like cigarette smoke and stale beer. And but nowadays, because they, you know you can't smoke in a bar anymore in, in in Denver, you walk in there and sometimes it will smell like urine. Well, it uh, will. The Fair cigarette enough. smoke Fair used enough. to hide all that stuff. That was the I used to make it smell like a bleach, like it's someone well, there used swimming. to be a bar in New Orleans that. No cigarette smoke, and it's the nastiest bar I've been in in the country and in the world. It's gone now, but uh, it was, what was called, called? Kagan's in New Orleans. Kagan's, yeah, and and they used to have pallets in the men's bathroom, so you didn't have to stand in the sewage. Awesome. Really? But they had the cheapest drinks in the quarter. That's what you get so, when you're 80 fucking feet below sea level. Yeah, <laughs> but we would, we would go there just because the drinks were so cheap. Well, no, well, I, understand. I understand. I understand your motive. But that maybe. is the diviest of dive bars that I've yeah. ever what, what, what? So what so have you guys that. been doing? Drinking a lot of booze. Oh, is your no. watch getting <laughs> fucking faster? All right, so we need to figure out a way to wrap this up. Uh, what What would be your last shot? Let's say the, the mine apocalypse no. is coming up, and, and what would you do? I what would actually take a shot of water. Because you've never had it before, or? Yeah, it's very fulfilling. Really? You would actually drink water? I would try. 
<laughs> you would try it, might not work. <laughs> oh God, but that's the whiskey's strong. so good. But that is how you would enter eternity. You would have a shot of water. Well, you kind of want to. You might well, be thirsty. Not me. What would you? But do, if you couldn't thirst, you weren't you weren't bound for more destination of liquorness. <laughs> You know, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Frank, what, what would what would be your last shot? I wouldn't do a shot. Under? I would do actually. I would do a martini. See, oh, all right. Uh, dude, I can't do flavored fruits or anything. I'm right? not. <laughs> I'm talking about a flavored martini. You no, know, all this is. I'm fruit. talking about. I would do a, a, a totally dry, uh, just a, a dry martini. Dry mouth, and I would do. Uh, I would. Too, I would do beef eater. And I would do uh, with uh, two <coughs> olives, and I would drink that, and that would be the end right there. I would have Stranahan's on the rocks, because fuck you, I drink it the way I want to drink it. Really? And, no, I, drink and I would rocks. just, I would just lean back with Stranahan's What do you think about rocks? scotch, though, dude? Scotch still... is very comfortable feeling. So are you changed your mind from water to scotch? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Good. On the rocks. Okay. Yeah, because you wanted to... Kiss you in the beginning, or bite you in the beginning and kiss no, you. No, but it makes me want to feel like I'm wearing a leather jacket. Scotch so, makes so you feel So, which scotch? If scotch doesn't make you, Are you have gonna, that feeling, Name the scotch. Name the scotch shorts. Uh, I would go with, I would say, I mean, cheap would be J&B, but I'd go with it's the end of the a world. blue label. Blue label, Johnny Walker. Yeah. Yeah, why not? It's the end of the world. I ain't looking for no one. I ain't looking for nothing. I just like a nice fucking... <sighs> Gotta go. <laughs> end of the world. And that wraps it up. I yeah, think. and that's the end of the, end of the show. And I mean, that should be all right. You know, it wouldn't be a dig. Nikki, throw out the props. All right. Well, we're going to do this separate, right? Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the end of the end of the show. Or are we going to do well, it now? Well, I no, had a great props, time baby. talking with all of you. Yes, we'd like to thank you. It was our... a total pleasure. Thanks a lot, Shorts, for showing up. Indeed. We'd and like I will uh, do this anytime. Damn straight. We'll have you back again. And we'd like to uh, definitely thank Shorts McGraw, Denver's own garden gnome, and bon voyant for being <laughs> ah, around and drinking. See the troll, pay uh, the toll. I'm Nick Plummer, <laughs> Frank Rich. Uh, we'd definitely like to thank uh, Gus Hoffman, our sound engineer. And, yes, uh, thank Cherry you. Sound Studios for having us come in and destroy their studio and get drunk. And also, oh. uh, this episode has been brought to you by Absinthe Original because that was really fun. And the finest Absinthe. <laughs> We're having shipper. more fun than you are. Like more from the web. Anyway, this has been uh, check out drunker.com for more magazine. Uh, stuff. Wow, I am drunk on absinthe. All right. And next week, we are going to have uh, Troy Baxley, Baxley uh, stand-up comic and uh, long-time uh, drunkard, contributor. drunkard molester. Uh, contributor. Next. Uh, contributor, sorry. All right. Thank you. Unless he doesn't show up, then we'll get somebody. Then, yeah, then if he's too drunk to show up, uh, we'll uh, find a man on the street right. who uh, seems to be drunk and smells like whiskey, <laughs> and we will bring him onto the show. Smells good. All right. So this has been the Modern Drunker Podcast. Uh, until next time. I love all of Keep you. Drinking, Keep drinking up. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> motherfuckers. Cheers, motherfuckers. Now, that means a lot. Is that too much of a mess? No, that was great.